Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, look. It's rec- oh, look. We're recording there, too. Isn't that nice? Episode 22, which is now dubbed Alive 3, as in the Kiss album. I've been sitting here for about an hour or so, thinking, what am I going to do this week? What what shall I do this? Last week I played on for hours, and I'm not going to do it this week, because um, I'm just flicking... Hello, Stella, darling. How are you? So we're going live on Facebook. I'm so disappointed with the sound on Facebook. It's all right for um, talking stuff, but geez, boy, does it make the guitar sound awful. But what I don't understand is if you use your phone, like your little mobile device, then the sound comes out way better. And that, to me, kind of makes no sense because with a computer with one of those USB sound module thingamabibs, it should sound like a million dollars and in stereo, but instead it sounds like poo. What sound does poo make? Actually, when you think about poo, poo's kind of like dubbed like uh, like a, a spaghetti western. It has no sound, and the sound comes later when the flies buzz around it. Yes, I know. Yes, I know what you mean. Yes, it's terrible, isn't it? Mm. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein saga continues on to juggernaut its way like some sort of. Um, isn't it funny, like, if you never... Every, he was the man that everyone had heard about because of his movie things. But there would have been lots of people, especially out in our neck of the worlds, who would have never, ever heard of him, and now they have. For Oh, something's gone crazy. Oh, I hate this when they do this. What is this thing with auto-playing in websites? Why do they think we just have to have... So, don't they think we're capable of, like, pressing a little button ourselves? Hello, Bill Fairbank. How are you? Are you still there or have you gone? You might still be there. Usually, sometimes it's me listening to... Hang on, weren't you? I know that was last night you were supposed to be on the wireless. On Tuesday nights in Australia, in Australia, you can hear him on OKRFM, which is Old Kilmore Radio. It kills more people than it... uh, then it saves. It's a bit like, you know that movie The Ring? What was that movie The Ring where if you watched the movie, you would die? Well, old Kill You Radio does exactly the same thing. Great, mate, you're sounding good. Yes, it is. If it's voices, it sounds good, Bill. But if I play music, it sounds like shite. But I am streaming live on Streamer, by the way, over at Streamer. 
where if you play music, it actually sounds good. But I'm not going to play any guitar this week. I refuse. No, I won't do it. I No, you can... You Anyway, what I was going to say was, if you'd never heard of Harvey Weinstein before, you now have. And I was thinking, right, he's a movie mogul, so he must have made some horror movies right there on your TV and your big screen. So he must have made horror movies... So what if he'd made a movie like Frankenstein, And then, you know how they said... Oh, by the way, on Facebook, this does get rude. Um, you know they said he jerked off into a pot plant. Then if he made horror movies and jerked off and that sort of thing, would you then call him Wankenstein or Wankenstein? Wankenstein. See, in Australia and England, having a wank means to interfere with oneself sometimes in front of people of the opposite sex and sometimes on pot plants and in britain it means the same thing but in america a wank doesn't mean that in america a wank means like a isn't it a stuck-up person from old money who's like at least i think that's correct i don't know probably not the sort of thing you would be watching facebook with your family to listen to really is it but then if you will watch movies by dirty, filthy pot plant people, what do you expect? Uh, in this hastily cobbled together co- podcast that I long ago lost the plot for, um, I have um, I was trying to do the chicken picking thing on guitar today too. I've been watching um, YouTube videos, trying to get the bread, pa- trying to be like Brad Paisley, only without the money or the talent. It's coming up to Christmas. It's October the 18th. I don't know how many days till Christmas there are, but there are some of them. And from theage.com.au, you're listening to show... What's, what's this show, show called? Soapbox Derby. Police stunned after 50 shoplifters caught in a two-week shopping centre blitz. And that's like a pancake they pour um, Grand Marnier on, I think. By Larissa Ham. Hope you are the same. 50 sticky-fingered shoplifters. See, straight away, that's quite good. It's almost an alliteration, sort of in some ways. 50 sticky-fingered shoplifters, shoppers, have been nabbed, and and by other banks too, I don't know, during a two-week blitz in a shopping centre in Melbourne's north with the high number of arrests, even surprising the police. Now, when you've been a police officer for quite some time, you talk to them, you go and talk to them, you find many of them will say, oh, nothing surprises me anymore. Well, that's now gone. Senior Sergeant Adrian Brilliant. That's good, isn't it? Is he a good man? Oh, he's brilliant. Senior Sergeant Adrian Brilliant. And I wonder if they joke about him in the canteen. Brilliant is a dopey bastard. Senior Sergeant Adrian Brilliant said police were out in force. <laughs> oh, I bet he's a wag at the Christmas party when they all dress up in women's clothing. They said the police were out in force at Epping Plaza during October. That's one way to ruin your Christmas. Being forced to stay in Epping Plaza. In October, after a security manager and several shopkeepers, ding, Raise the concern about levels of theft. Yes, it's, it's sort of the shopping equivalent of being on the Pirate Bay. And it'd be good if you could shoplift stuff like you can with the Pirate Bay, where you would steal the thing, but it would still be there. 
like a replicator, like in Star Trek. You know Star Trek? Speaking of um, Star Trek, I'd like to thank DJ Maynard for putting me onto the Orville. The Orville, I tell you. Speaking of Pirate Bay, the Orville, which is Seth uh, MacFarlane's latest attempt to shake off the shackles or sh- shackle off the shakes of just Family Guy. And then, and I was to believe Family Guy wasn't coming back, but it did. Anyway, the aim was to scare off shoplifters in the lead-up to Christmas, where thefts usually spike. It was a preventive, a preventative thing to say, we're out there, and this is uh, what we've done in this fortnight. We're going to continue right up to Christmas, Sar- Senior Sergeant Brilliant said. So, there'll be children of criminals everywhere that won't be getting Christmas presents this year. And uh, I think you can blame Sergeant Brilliant for that. Can you can you imagine the, to steal an old joke from Morecambe and Wise when the children get up on Christmas morning and look to their pater or mater? They say, you've forgotten to buy me a present, haven't you? And the parent turns around and says, no, it's not that we've forgotten. It's those store detectives and Senior Sergeant Brilliant. They've got eyes like hawks. We're hoping that on Boxing Day, when there are crowds of people all beating the living shit out of each other, that it'll give us cover and we'll steal you some late Christmas presents then, all right? Don't say I don't do nothing for you. Where is my ice pipe? He said of the 50 adults arrested, 19 were giving a, were giving crime warning notices, which is a little bit like coming second in a beauty contest. We've accepted that you've put a lot of effort in, but we're not going to go the whole hog and throw you in the slammer. Instead, we're going to give you a crime warning notice. You have won $10, or is it $50 in Monopoly, second prize in a beauty contest. The remainder were charged with theft, and I think it's cruel to call them the remainder, because really they were the first place getters. You don't call the winner the remainder, do you? No, you don't. The remainder were charged with theft and will face courts. If they are wearing burqas, they might refuse to stand and don't have to face it. On the back of the arrests, as well as the front of them, police were able to issue 25 outstanding warrants, probably for Christmas presents that were gathered last year. Senior Sergeant Brilliant said he was taken aback. And I can imagine him, Well, myself and my force, we were taken aback uh, by these uh, numbers of criminal offences. And we shall be driving the divvy van a bit around a bit later, and after dark we shall beat the living shit out of them. We're taken aback by the high number of arrests, particularly given the officers were at shopping centres for just six days in a two-week period. Have they got cutbacks there too, have they? If only you knew the right days. You see, you can make off like a bandit. Well, you could be a bandit. It was just my luck. The day I decide to pair it, to steal a pair of socks for old Uncle Noel, one of the Rosses has nabbed me. And now poor old Uncle Noel can't even pull his socks up. It was surprising, but now gives us the opportunity to put some more focus into that shopping centre. Because there's a need for it. He also went on to say that... Uh, any elderly people going there in the cold months to steal the heat shall also be run in arrested. And uh, the power cutbacks, which are very severe on the elderly in terms of not being able to run their air conditioners, is the same story. So don't go there if you're old. No, I'm just kidding about that. They don't arrest old people for stealing 
the warmth or the coolth of a shopping centre. No, of course they don't. They take them out the back and beat the living shit out of them and then ship them off to a home for the terminally bewildered. The largest number of arrests in a single day, apparently, took place uh, Monday after the school holidays. You see, now that makes a lot of sense because not every parent wants their child to follow in their footsteps. And I think it is a responsible shoplifting parent that would wait for the kiddies to be back in school so they don't pick up the bad habits. It's a lot like my father. He, he had been a professional driver of trucks and things. And he always said to me, I'll never teach you to, I'll never show you how to drive, boy, because I don't want you learning my bad habits. But when the truth came down to it in the end, he did teach me to drive. And he said, I thought you would be annoying, but you do as you're told, and so you're quite a pleasure to teach how to drive. Your mother, on the other hand, I told her to go off to the RACV driving school. I don't want nothing to do with it. She divers and doesn't drive properly. Anyway. And also, I think, and also, anybody once, but he did have a footnote on that. He said to me, However, son, I will never fall asleep in the passenger seat of a car that you are driving until you've had like 10 years of experience. I'm a very experienced driver and I will never be fully trusting of you. Well, yes, famous last words. When I was, um, I think about 16, nearly 17, I played a gig in the middle of nowhere that he had to drive me to and the hospitality of the hosts was a little on the generous side. And they had promised us accommodation, which kind of fell through. So he said, All right, lad, you drive home and I'll stay awake to make sure you don't make mistakes. Well, we got to the end of the driveway and he was... So at 16 and nine months without a license, without anything, I did drive the 100 kilometers back to our place of home. Yes, you can shake your head. Can you imagine that in this day and age? God, would they throw the book at you or what? Anyway, he woke up shortly before home and he's oh, where are we? I said, we're nearly there. Oh, I must have dozed off. And I said, what happened to that speech about you never, you would never fall asleep in the passenger seats until I'd had at least 10 years of driving? Well, I felt I could feel you you were handling the car all right, and I thought it was all right to snooze off. Well, we're both a lot. No, well, he's dead, but he died of old age. He didn't die of anything. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you. Ah, you see, you tell young people stories like that now, and they won't believe you. Many of the thefts occurred at Coles and Targets. And we didn't have, there was no politically correct in those days. There was no such thing. And it was a better world for it, I've got to say. Many of the thefts occurred at Coles and Target, but at other retailers such as JB Hi-Fi. Well, that's better than those criminal kids that were going to JB Hi-Fi. They were walked in as bold as brass with baseball bats and just threatened the staff and took the money. At least these shoplifters have the decency to try and be a bit covert, you know what I'm saying? Razor blades were a popular product to pilfer. 
That's true, actually. In a lot of supermarkets now, they don't display the uh, razor blades anymore. They just put a little card up of a picture, and you have to take the card to the cash register. They were popular to pilfer, but nothing stood out as being high value, Sergeant Brilliant said. I kind of get the feeling this Sergeant Brilliant has a name that ill befits him. It's like, he's a little bit like Red Dwarf. You know, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And if it's not worth doing well, you get Rimmer to do it. You sort of get the idea. It's like, get Brilliant to go to the shopping centre and he'll he'll feel he's doing such a wonderful job. You know, cornering the market and stopping the pilfering of razor blades. Meanwhile, we'll go out and catch the, you know, the big offenders, the terrorists and the... Get old Brilliant to do it. Come on. (laughs) He said police would continue to run a mix of uniform and covert operations. Mm. We wonder if there'll be any cross-dressing. Hey, do you think they'll they'll dress a policeman up as Santa Claus? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? You wouldn't expect to be nabbed by Santa Claus, would you? In the shopping centre, particularly around Christmas time. Well, if you dressed as Santa after Christmas, you would stick out like a sore thumb. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome CDs, mate. Oh, the ones I sent to you, Bill. That's right. Yes, I remember now. I did too. Have you aired them yet? No, you haven't. If you work in radio or volunteer in radio, and I know you, you can get sent CDs. But thank you that you think they're brilliant. Did you say brilliant? No, awesome. I'm not Sergeant Awesome. If I was Sergeant Brilliant, if you'd said that, I'd be a little worried after besmirching Sergeant Brilliant. Brilliant. What was it um, Sybil Faulty said? Uh, Basil, what makes you think a girl like this would be interested in a brilliantine stick insect like you? Um, earth-shattering importance now. Absolutely. What's this? China does what? 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 Oh, my good God. By Mary Huey. Huey. Of the age. Batten down the hatches. Or anything else you have to batten. Take your bat and go home. China's space lab will soon crash to Earth. No one knows where it'll hit. And then we'll all be hungry 25 minutes afterwards. Shit. Oh, right. Okay, sometime within the next few months. <laughs> well, that's now that. You know when they say, hey, that ain't rocket science? <laughs> When's it likely to crash to Earth? Oh, oh, sometime in the next few months. The heavens will come crashing down. Tian Gong Wan, which translates into heavenly palace, should be maybe translates into heaven... Heavenly on-fire fucking missile. Hey, hey, I just had a thought. You know how Trump is always saying, China, China must do something about um, North Korea. This is your chance. Because if Trump bombs the fuck out of them, for a start, he'll be harassed and harassed, I should say, not harassed, harassed at home, harassed by all those Hillary supporters that set fire to rubbish bins. Um, 
and if China deliberately provokes it, it'll look. But if they accidentally drop their space station on North Korea and it gets old fat boy, it'll be just one of those unfortunate acts of God, will it not? Heavenly, in China's first space laboratory, launched in September. Tw- I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, oh, um, oh, hang on. I'll come back to it. In uh, 2011, it was launched, serving as a prototype for a permanent, permanent, a permanent, a permanent space station. (laughs) Serving as a prototype for a permanent space station. How's that? How's that working out for you? That aims to eventually build and launch. It seems like it's making the reverse trip, though, does it not? But six years after it first went into orbit, the eight-ton, and it's spelt ton as in T-O-N, so it's not metric, laboratory is uh, soon expected to meet a fiery and uncontrolled end. Yes, you can get that uh, often um, um, with a lot of Mexican food and laxatives. You can have a fiery, uncontrolled end. It'll be hurtling down to Earth, crashing somewhere, poor, anywhere on the planets. Well, the chances of them really hitting. Um, no, Roy, I'm not. I'm not doing any songs this week. I refuse. Although, then again, at the end, I don't know. Maybe I will. But I've got. No, I've got nothing to hand. <laughs> I feel more like Mr. Weinstein every day. I'll see what I can do. Just hold in there. I've got four people watching on Facebook. Don't forget, to, you can get this at Spreaker.com. Spreaker. It, it's available for a download as soon as I've recorded it. And if I do play any music, which I won't, but if I do, it sounds better over there. You can listen to it live there too if you can find me. I'll see if it, uh, I can, actually I'll paste I'll post a, I'll paste I'll post a thing. Hang on, watch this. I'll put it in the comments. I'm not frightened. I'm not frightened, you know. I think if I put that there like that, that shows up, and you can click on that, and then you can hear it. But if you're watching me and the speaking sounds fine, that's fine. It's just Facebook sounds like shit. I can't believe like Zuckerberg does all this thing right. And what, he, he's too tight to give a little bit more fucking bandwidth so that when you play a musical instrument, it doesn't sound like it's, I don't know, what's the word, gone through a cheese grater? In September 2016, Chinese officials confirmed they had lost control of the space lab. Now, that's not big for Chinese officials. They generally don't like to admit they've lost control of anything. They were considering rolling their tanks through it, like they did in Tiananmen Square, to get back to water, but they found that wasn't going to happen. And that it would crash into Earth sometime in the latter half of 2017. In May, China, China, as uh, Donald Trump puts it, China, told the United Nations that the lab would re-enter the Earth between October and April 2018. I bet there are I bet there are bookies taking um, bets on where it's going to land. We can only hope it's Pyongyang, can't we? Much of the space, and then the Chinese will have to go in and do the clean up, 
and it'll be salami takeover politics because they'll go in there and then they'll just never leave and they'll get the, the territory. But in comparison to old fat boy who runs the country, I think you'd be better off taking your chances with the Chinese. I mean, I know every now and again they do roll tanks through their students. They were cruel but fair. And as far as one-party totalitarian states go, they've actually got a pretty good record in comparison to Joseph Stalin. They've probably killed a few less. Well, maybe not since Mao Zedong. He did kill a few million people. But they have a free market economy now, see? So they're not going to necessarily want to give up the gravy train. I mean, are you really prepared to go to war and sacrifice your latest iPhone or knock off, as the case may be? Much of the space lab, which measured 11 metres in length, so that doesn't seem really very big, does it, for a space lab? But then I could make jokes about Chinese people being shorter, but that would be wrong in this. You should never do that. You can't make jokes about anything now including really well-built trans men who want to play football in the women's league. He, she, he, she wanted to do it. And she is built like a brick shithouse. Oh, that, that's actually, that was going on, wasn't it? See, as I get into these things, hang on, I'll just put that in for a second. Since we're talking about enormous things that might fall on you from a great height. Trans... Oh, fuck off. Stupid autocomplete. Trans football player. And she's enormous. And I was... Hannah Mouncey is her name. Hang on, let me find one that won't lock me out and say, you're going to subscribe to us. It's in Pink News too. Oh, that's all right. I'll go over to Pink News. Um, pink news, pink news, pink news, pink news. Oh, they're going to be... Re- oh, no, this is a different one. Oh, this is in soccer. Oh, we don't consider that real football in this country. We like a game where you can throw people to the ground and kick the living shit out of them without any bodily protection whatsoever. Oh, you can read one thing from the Herald Sun before they cut you out. Hannah Mouncey doesn't want to be a trailblazer or a pioneer. She just wants to play football, all right? So then I was thinking, and and I said this at the breakfast table, and I said, well, you have a woman's league and a man's league, which I think is like really very sexist by being so binary, by the way. I think you should be ashamed of yourselves. And then I thought, well, why don't they just have a trans... If they can get enough transgender people together... Why don't they have a transgender league? That would save it, wouldn't it? And if there are like 97 genders, imagine if you had a football league for each of them. Right now, the transgender player from Canberra's Ainsley Football Club is awaiting the 11th hour confirmation. Well, no, on the thing this morning, it said that you'd been knocked out. This is old, but my God, what a pair of hands. Originally once a member of the men's handball team. I think Harvey Weinstein was once a member of the handball team too. 
but not anymore. And then there was that comedian made jokes about him. Anyway, she's a very big girl. Big as a space station. I wouldn't tackle with her. Don't know about you. I wouldn't be making jokes about what's gone on under the kilt. No, I would not. From this distance, I would. But not if I was... <clears throat> Much of the space... Oh, 11 metres. That's right. That's how he got onto that. But Jonathan McDowell, an astrophysicist from Harvard University... I should be contacting Jim Palfreyman for this. When he's not busy, like, killing off wasp nests. Pop him. He's a space... He's a astrophysicist. Should be asking him. He knows about that sort of stuff. I think he puts up with my humour in good grace. He hasn't unfriended me on Facebook. Sometimes I put the most disgusting things up there. But Jonathan McDowell, an astrophysicist from Harvard University, told The Guardian that pieces weighing up to 100 kilos could make it to the Earth's surface. Is that enough to plunge us back into another ice age, is it? That'll shut the global warming people up, won't it? Where exactly the craft will fall is anyone's guess. Yes, I think we established that in the early part of the story. Even slight changes in the atmospheric conditions can lead to the, to the altering of the landing site from one uh, continent to the next. You really can't steer these things, he said. Even a couple of days before it re-enters, you won't know. You won't know better than for six to seven hours, plus or minus, give or take a puffteenth or two. When it's going to come down, baby. When the shit's going to hit the fan. <clears throat> not knowing when it's going to come down translates as not knowing where it's going. What? Not knowing when it's going to come down. Trans. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? Should have stayed on a farm. <clears throat> Not knowing when it's going to come down translates as not knowing where it's going to come down. They're very deep, aren't they? This is why when we were all still swinging from trees, the Chinese were writing poetry. You know that. And they had plumbing. You know that, don't you? It's not helping them now. But uncontrolled crashes of lar larger spacecraft, while rare, while rare, have happened. They've happened before. We had it happen in Australia. We did. The Soviet, the Soviet Salyut 7 space station crashed to Earth in, crashed to Earth in 1991. So it seems to me that uh, single-party totalitarian states get away with practically anything. But, 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 NASA's Skylab space station fell over Western Australia in 1979. See, I have to laugh. I have to enjoy our communist um, ABC network that I love so much because I don't watch the... We've had... Oh, fuck me. We've had in Australia um, on one of the commercial networks this person, Lisa Wilkinson, who really... I know people like her and I know she's very outspoken and I know she's very politically correct and I know she really is a wonderful person. But usually if I see her on TV for more than about... 30 seconds I basically feel like I need a bucket to throw up in that's how much I but I respect her what was I talking about oh anyway she's leaving the see I always watch the ABC breakfast show because it's more controlled by leftists whereas if you watch 
Sunrise, Sunrise or the Today Show, that's controlled by manufacturers of soap powder. So it's like this extreme to one to the other. So I always go, I always pluck for the communist ABC over it because I can tolerate the lefty bias because quite frankly, some of the time I'm quite lefty myself. Um, and on the ABC, I noticed they've been celebrating the um, Sputnik. You know the Sputnik? The first satellite to ever go into space? And they're celebrating it like, you know, like Joseph Stalin wasn't a brutal maniac homicidal prick. And it says, we celebrate this. And then said, this was the thing that gave birth to NASA in America. And they're sort of saying it in a way as if to say... If it wasn't for Soviet technology, you Americans would just be dragging your heels. But they didn't say, like, it spawned NASA, which later put someone on the moon. Albeit with a Nazi war criminal who was a rocket engineer. And Tom Lehrer wrote a song about him. China launched Tiangong 2. You'd think they would learn their lesson after the first time, wouldn't you? China launched Tiangong 2, its second experimental station, hence the reason why it was called Tiangong 2, in uh, September 2016. Now, you think they could have sent it up with one of those laser beams to shoot the other one out into space to stop it falling on Earth, but no, no, because they don't have to. They're not answerable to anybody. China is aiming to have a permanently manned space station, space station in orbit by 2020. That's, see, now straight away, that's, that's being sexist. It should be permanently personed by one trans football player, one lesbian female football player, one um, gender-fluid AFL player, and as much lube as they want to take with them. Okay? That's good. Ooh, what? 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 Now I've got two people watching live. You can hear this over at Spreaker, by the way. And there's even like a chat room that you can do things. And you can download it later. And I'm not playing any music this week because Facebook sounds like shit. The launch of Tiangong 1 was seen by some as a potential, as a potent, ooh, potent political symbol. In other words, it was a throbber in outer space. Captain Picard, he was hard, was Picard, he was Picard. That marked an important step forward in China's expanding space program. See, they're going to spread communism everywhere, whether you like it or not. It was regarded as a geopolitically significant event. Which I think if you tried to say that in a Chinese accent, you would be in some sort of hot water with the politically correct people. It was geopolitically, politically. We don't do that anymore. Benny Hill is dead, okay? And we can only hope Ben Elton joins him soon. Oh, that's Part of China's broad space program, uh, through which it wants to assert, <laughs> it wants to assert its potency. I wonder if there's a pot plant nearby that it can um, finish off on. Uh, 
Wankenstein, indeed. <clears throat> that was my one joke. I thought, all right, I've got something for this week's podcast. That was my one joke. That's it. That's all I had. Really wasn't worth it. Uh, space program. I pay like 20 something dollars US a month to keep this nonsense going, and I don't know why. Except that the few hundred people that listen to it sort of seem to really enjoy it because they just keep coming. I don't know why. Broader space program, which it wants to assert itself uh, in, the emerge, in, in its emergence as a new superpower. Tiangong-1 ended its service in March after it had comprehensively comprehensively fulfilled its historical mission. Wu-Ping, the direct... Wu-Ping, yes, I had a cough once that was like that. See, now that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing... See, that's wrong too. It's wrong. It's just wrong. (coughs) Wu-Ping, Deputy Director of the Personed Space Engineering Office, was quoted as saying at a news conference in Xinhao, China's state news agency, that's you notice it's singular? China's state news agency. It doesn't say news agencies. State news agency. A press conference held. Can you imagine? They wouldn't ask tricky questions, really, would they? The lab had served as a base for space experiments for four and a half years. Two years longer than originally planned. Now, they obviously don't want anyone to salvage it or find it, so they're going to trash it by smashing it into the planet. It has hosted two three-person crews. Two three-person... Two three. It has hosted two three-person crews. That's what it says here. Two or three people in 11 metres. Wow. You'd want your breath to be flowing sweet there, wouldn't you? Imagine... Imagine what the flatulence must be like. But I think it's a lot like a submarine. Because people say when a submarine, you know, pops up after six months under the water, the smell is revolting, but not to the people that are in it. Not to the people that are in it. They're used to it. They probably enjoy it. It has hosted two three-person queues. So would it it be wrong at this point to say a two three-person might be a Siamese twin, and that would be wrong too. You must now you can't say that they're not from Siam at all. No, they're co joined, aren't they? Two three person crews, including China's first female astronaut, Louis Yang, in 2012. Hmm. Hmm. See, if I, didn't, if I didn't do this once a week, I think I would find out nothing about the world. And I think I would be happier for it, to be brutally honest. The station has been descending gradually since uh, its service ended more recently, and it started to fall faster, reaching denser layers. There's me. There's me in there. Denser layers. That's me. Of the Earth's atomosphere. The Guardian reported. Now, I, I know you're sitting there thinking to yourself, shit, this is brown underpants time. What happened? What happens if it, what happens if it should, you know? 
Will the House and Contents uh, policy cover it? You know, you better, I'd say, go and read the fine print if I were you. Uh, You've got time if your policy lapses. There's quite a few good online deals these days. You may need to send an email just, just to check. The odds that the crashing craft will damage aviation or ground activities. So what do they mean crashing aviation? Does that mean like it'll hit a plane that's like flying? It might well be harder to hit a moving target. I don't know. Aviation or ground activities is, quote, very low, unquote. Now, I don't necessarily trust a one-party state to give you the skinny on these things. But there's nothing we can do about it. You know what I mean? Put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye! China, but only the good die young, so don't worry about that. Only the good die young. Only the good die young. China told the United Nations, adding that it would closely monitor the Tianwongwan's descent. Well, that's really reassuring, but that's like saying I'll keep an eye very closely on that car that doesn't have a steering wheel. Mark my words, as that rolls down the hill without the steering wheel, we'll keep a close eye on it. And we'll be about as effective as throwing a ping pong ball against a moving train. I'm not worried. For spacecraft that remain in control, scientists carefully guide their re-entry to a place on Earth called the Oceanic Pole of Inaccessibility. That is where they filmed lots of episodes of Lost. A four-kilometre mile. A four-kilometre mile. Who wrote this? A four-kilometre dash mile dash deep spot a four kilometer mile it's like having a bob either way deep spot in the ocean known as the quote spacecraft cemetery unquote it's about 4828 kilometers no miles this time no off the eastern coast of new zealand There'll be some very frightened sheep over there, I tell you. If I were the Finn brothers, I'd certainly consider moving back to Australia. It's not too late, boys. You could still have another bite of the apple, even in, even in this world of downloads and people not making money from their recordings. The east coast of New Zealand, 2,000 miles. Now we're back into miles, north of the Antarctic. It's a very schizophrenic... Um, article this because oh, it's from the washington post but maybe someone's had a go at it here before they whacked it out in the age that's what i'm thinking as of june 2016 because you don't say 2016 everyone says 2016 don't they more than 263 spacecraft have crashed at the cemetery which is kind of handy a lot of drunk people do that have you ever noticed people get drunk and crash out at the cemetery that happens a lot Billy Connolly said that. Yeah, right, mate, you're like us. You know, you drunk whiskey up at the cemetery. And he said, I've, I never drank whiskey at the cemetery. I lost my virginity in the cemetery, but no, I never drank there. According to popular science. Right, well, 
that's that's probably ruined your evening or your morning, depending on when you're listening to this shit. So yeah, so um, in our in our beautiful land down under, um, Lisa Wilkinson's left the Today Show, and and our press is making it like it's absolutely earth shattering. Somebody put it up on Facebook and said Lisa Wilkins leaves to go be on. Um, that other stupid show, The Project. And I felt like answering, and this affects me how? I did I did do one naughty thing. Now, I don't want to fat shame anybody, because, you know, like, when I'm on a diet, I become a fucking Nazi. I just pick, I'm bad, you know? Then every, I, I'm looking at everybody's girth. And I, and, and I, like, when you've got Facebook... And you and you go through your news feed and you see all the things your friends are doing. By the way, we've got a campaign to ban Jesse's Girl Forever. We all hate that song. From the army of cover musicians everywhere that are forced, forced to play that travesty of a song. So I decided if I run from Prime Minister, I'm going to have it banned. Well, not completely. We're going to let Rick Springfield play it 12 times a year, but that's it. That's it. And then a friend of mine, Mr. Kochi, who ever one of these days I must get Mr. Kochi to be on the podcast again because he does a good podcast himself with the podcaster non grata. It's got his own little quirky, crazy way, you know. He's very deep. And he said, oh, well, you know, I, I played it once at a wedding in Sunbury, which for a start puts you behind the eight ball. And then I think about it and I think, yeah, how many how many reception bands play that song at people's weddings? I mean, that to me is like an omen. You don't play a song about um, bird dogging your mate's friend, your mate's girlfriend or significant other in a celebration for a wedding, for fuck's sake. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not a suspicious person. And I will admit in 1981 or whenever it came out when I was in year 11 in high school, yes, I bought the single. I admit that. And I even sang a parody of it for um, Tim Ferguson for, Bung- for the Bunga Bunga podcast with my good mate DJ Maynard. Because Tim Ferguson was always saying how much he loves his wife and how wonderful she was. And John Maynard would say he never shuts up about it. So I thought, oh, I know, Let's. I wish that I had Timmy's girl. And then I made a lot of fun of him having multiple sclerosis. But I figured Tim Ferguson's never been a politically correct person, so he's not going to worry if I take the piss out of him. And he was fine with it. He was good with it. He, 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 he laughed. He thought it was good. So I will admit I have, I have made my fingers a little dirty in the Jesse's girl steak, but we fucking hate it. We hate that fucking song. Absolutely, and I haven't got this plugged in, but I, I thought there would be. Hang on, I can, I can plug it in, but it, it sounds shit on Facebook. All right, fucking, fucking Zuckerberg's a cunt. Oh fuck, that's loud. Fuck, fuck, that's loud. Do I have to tune it? The thing is, too. God, 
Bloody hell, what happened to that? Far out and freaking, man. Oh, wow, that's seriously shit. It won't be worth it when I've done it, by the way. Because I'm only just trying to prove a point. Oh, it's nearly in tuning. Hang on. Um. <coughs> Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Anyway, the sound on Facebook shit house. So my suggestion is the anti Jesse's girl song should be the hit that Rick Springfield had, which took him from Australia to America and turned him into the international soap opera star that he is. And originally the recording of this was out of tune. Uh, the guitar was not tuned properly. So when people come in and they expect... Sorry, that's almost enough to get me punished forever. It should be... Speak to the sky and tell you how I feel And you know sometimes that I think alright It's alright Cause I speak to the sky every night Which won't um, greatly please our atheist listeners Because no one's going to take their religious or non-religious um, advice from Rick Springfield, are they, really? What, what He played a doctor on, was it um, general, Genital Hospital or something? I don't know I don't know. I don't know, Davey. What was I reading? Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. Um, where's it gone? No, not that one. No, not that one. No, not that one. No, not that. Oh, yes, this one. According to the Huffington Post.com.au, speaking of Australians that have made it good overseas. Callum von Mooger will play Arnold Schwarzenegger in a bigger movie about bodybuilding, according to the reports. Von Mooger, a universe winner from Australia, who was called Schwarzenegger, who has been called Schwarzenegger 2.0 for his resemblance to the iconic figure, hinted at the role on Instagram recently. So, look, it's almost pretty much a done deal. So it'll be hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, fuck. Von Muga certainly has the ball. Sorry, certainly has the buff stuff. And he's almost as big as the transgender football player, by the way. To look like a young Arnold. Now we'll see if he can bang the maid. No, now we'll see if he has the acting muscles. <coughs> Bigger focuses on bodybuilding pioneers like Joe and Ben Wider. How wide were they? No, wider. No, louder. No, lauder. Louder. Described by IMDB as the grandfathers of the fitness movement. Oh, that was the thing. So, you know, in Facebook. So, you're looking at the thing from your friends, right? And I, and I, and because I was on. Because I've had, been having some... I hate to admit this, 
been having some wonderful sort of vegetarian-y kind of things. After all the horrible things I've said about vegans too. Don't worry, I'll still say them. And because I've, I've turned it, because this happens every time, you turn into like a diet Nazi. You can't help yourself. I mean, what can you do? You tend to turn into a diet Nazi. So I'm looking down my Facebook feed and there's a paid sponsorship. You know, like you think, oh, great. Okay. who? What are we advertising for now? DIY solar panels and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it was an ad for Cadbury Chocolates. And it has like this anima. It's filmed, but it's kind of animated because the guy's standing there like a statue. And the girl in it is all done up in racing fashion. So it's the spring carnival here in Australia at the moment, the horse racing thingamabob. So she's done up in horse racing things. And she's standing there with a piece of confectionery in her hand that's still wrapped and a box of Cadbury favorite chocolates on the bench in front of her. And she's obviously about to unwrap one of these sweet little treats. Now, I'm an old bitch. And so it's this sort of animated thing if you're watching and think. And it says, the flirt always gets what she wants. The flirt always gets what she wants. Now, stupidly, you might think to yourself, they're paying to be in everyone's feed, yet they're dumb enough to let you comment. Now, I've commented on things in the past, and it's got me into trouble. And I was feeling particularly cruel. My 12-year-old son, Roy, thought it was fucking hilarious. And I couldn't help myself. Someone had put, oh no, she's wearing last year's racing things, you know. And I looked and I said, so it's, the flirt always gets what she wants. And I remember we were watching TV recently about people who have weight. And it was the, I'm beautiful at any size. And I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast a few weeks ago and somebody wrote in, he'd, there was a married couple and when they'd got married they were both gym bunnies and they kept themselves trim, taut and terrific. And the husband had written in to complain that over the years the wife might have let herself go a bit. It was hard to tell where she ended and the couch began. And he said, I feel bad, but I don't find her sexually attractive anymore. And I've kind of said to her, you know, you've got to get your fat ass off the couch because I'm still pumping iron and I'm still lean and beautiful. But my pecker isn't going up. And I can't help that, you know. It's I can try to convince myself politically that I should still be attracted to you, but I'm not. Anyway, Bill Burr's wife, who's mm, kind of, well, how should we say, a bit more political, a lot more politically correct than Bill Burr, and she sometimes comes in and comments on the things that people write to Bill, and she lambasted this man who had written this uh, email, calling him, you shallow, horrible man, how dare you? You should find her attractive, whatever. So... But even when I was like really fat, I was still, I w I'm still not averse to making jokes about anything I find funny. Fuck them. I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck your feelings. I admit sometimes you've got to be a little more sensitive. I understand that. But other times, fuck it. Too soon. Fuck that. Fuck you and fuck the horse you rode in on. 
Anyway, so it said the flirt always gets what she wants. And I'm sitting there and I thought, oh, fuck it. I wrote, she'll be a very fat flirt if she puts that rubbish in her mouth. Dot, dot, dot. Beautiful any size? Nah, I don't think so. Anyway, as I said, my 12-year-old son thought that was fucking hilarious. And we, but the problem is when you exit the thing, because they're paid, they don't come back into your newsfeed the way your friend stuff does. You've sort of got to wait for it to appear at some other stage. And I was trying to... Because many times with the Cadbury ones, when it's popped up in the past, I've always promoted their opposition. And I always wait to see if someone puts a like or a hate on it, and then it pops back up. And I just want to see whether, they, whether they've left it there or just got rid of it altogether. Which they might have. Now, I'm, I'm sorry that I've presented myself to you as being shy. I know people who know me think, he's not like that. He doesn't. He wouldn't take a cheap shot like that. Well, you're wrong. I would. And people know me for various things. And for some people, I may spare them. And other people, I could be brutal. People who've listened to the podcast for a long time expect that from me. And I have been taken to task by people, but I don't care. The film directed by George Gallo is currently shooting in Alabama. Well, they're quite fond of that in Alabama, aren't they, really? No one's taking my gun off me except if you prize it from my dead hand, boy! Currently shooting in Alabama. Deadline reporter, former teeth, t- Teen Wolf star, stars. Deadline reporter, full stop. Former Teen Wolf stars, like we can remember, t- Michael J. Fox was in it, wasn't he? But he wasn't in the um, remakes of it. Tyler Hoechlin and Colton Haynes. Well, i got to tell you, down in this part of the world, they are pretty much fucking household names. I'm sorry if I swear a lot. People who know me in real life don't always know that I swear so much, but I do on this podcast. Will also appear in the film as Joe Weeder and Jack LaLanne, respectively, which is great. Because until I'd read this article, I didn't really know who Tyler Hoechlin was, Colton Haynes, and I didn't even know who Joe Weeder or Jack LaLanne was. I may make jokes about people's girth, but I'm not exactly um, au fait. He does look a lot like that transgender football player, actually. I wonder if it's the same person. God, that's revolting. What is it about when you build your body up like that, those veins all grow over everything? You just look like one big mess of varicose veins. I think if if I looked like that and I had those veins all over me, I think I would spend my time rubbing hemorrhoid cream all over myself in order to try and make them shrink. Ew. Although speaking of which, with the with the change with the change of diet, um, you don't find you need hemorrhoid cream as much. Hello, Christiana Gill. I don't know if you're still there. You may have come and gone. <laughs> yes, it's a terrible time of year. So. Um, mmm, mmm, I told you, mmm, mmm. And I was saying, I think I'd do an hour. I didn't, I didn't really know whether I would do anything. I, I sat there for a long time again tonight. I have a lot of soul searching that goes on. Now, speaking of, um, before we wrap this 
little thingo up uh, thingo. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. From the Miami Hemo- Hemorrhoid Herald. This caught my eye. A Miami Congress co- congressional candidate talks about her encounters with ex- extra testicles. Extraterrestrials. And if you're if you're near Facebook, I'm going to find this person. But they've disappeared out of my feed for some reason. There's this guy when I last week when I did the podcast afterwards I went and checked out the Facebook live map where people who are just broadcasting live but he's removed his stuff and you just click on one of the pinpoints and it's someone doing a, a video and there was this guy who just really actually looked like he was ready to drop down dead any second um is this him yeah this is him but what's he done? Oh, no, 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 he's there. Okay, not now, but after this. If you're on Facebook, I want you to put in the name Mark Anthony Reed. Now, that's spelled R-E-I-D. So after I'd finished the podcast streaming it live last time, I, I went to the Facebook Live map and I just clicked. And here was this guy talking into his phone. And he's one of these guys who swears that the planet Nibiru is coming to, to, I don't know, do horrible things to us. Maybe that's, maybe they're going to con us into thinking it's the Chinese um, thingamabob that's going to crash into us. But Nibiru's that rogue planet, you know, planet X that travels from the outer edges of the solar system and comes and causes all sorts of stuff. Now... He went even further in his videos to say that someone had written to him and said, well, I'd be all right. And he claims to be in constant contact with all the aliens. Now, he's removed some of his videos, but another day he had like a telescope attached to his phone and he was on the beach somewhere and he was swearing he could see this other celestial body. But he's removed his videos here, but I'm sure he'll be back. So you don't have to send a friend request to him because I didn't bother. But he's got like... Like, for a guy who's, well, how can I put this, out there, he's got 3,600 3, friends. And you can follow him. You don't have to friend him. So I follow him so his things pop up. And he gets, you've got to be careful, though, if you he gets toey, because I watched him just, like, block people left, right, and center. So you can't, like, harangue him and say you're a fucking nutter, because you'll get blocked. And he believes he believes it so much, and it's just I think it's like it's really well worth Mark Anthony Reed. Hang on, I'll um, what I'll do, seeing as we're watching this on Facebook, is I'll cut and copy his Facebook URL into this thing here. Okay, hang on. You can't, like, if you listen back to this later, if if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can when I do it live, but it's usually on a Wednesday night Australian time, and I can't guarantee what time that is, so you've sort of just got to be hanging around. But it's usually when people are watching TV, so I don't really blame people for not watching this trash. It's no better than this crazy lunatic. I mean, this fellow here, Mark Anthony Reed, who 
says on his Facebook, I'm a very romant, I'm very romantic, love romance and 100% honesty caring person. And just even the town he lives in for a start is worth because he lives in kink, 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 cumber. Sounds like kink cucumber. K-I-N-K-U-M-B-E-R. Kink cumber. Now, if you go there, don't you dare, like, flood him with messages, right? I don't want that happening. Okay? I, if you go there, just lurk in the background. Click follow. Although all his videos he's removed. He's taken them all off. Hmm. I wonder why. Um, okay, where was I? <clears throat> oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. Miami politician says aliens took her on a spaceship and now she's running for Congress. Washington, Florida has a U.S. senator, senator who once flew aboard the space shuttle. So she has been on... Is that her? A congressional congate from... Oh, no, no, sorry. A congressional candidate from Miami can go one better. Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera says she's been aboard a spaceship too, but this one was crewed by aliens. I bet it was very crude. You're quite right. It was probably only 11 metres long. And all the food made you hungry again after half an hour. Sorry, I already did that joke. As in extraterrestrials. Three blonde, big-bodied beings. <laughs> well, it's looking good, isn't it? Perhaps they were eating those Cadbury chocolates. We don't know. Two females, one male, visited her when she was seven years old, and they have communicated telepathically with her several times in her life, she says. And then in brackets, Senator, Senator Bill Nelson served as a payload officer. Now we're back on... Um, Weinstein. He was always dropping a payload here and there in any convenient pot plant. Aboard the Space Shuttle Columbia in 1986, all seven people on aboard were from Earth, as far as it's known. But you don't know. You don't know because there are walk-ins amongst us. Mm. Rodriguez Aguilera, 59, a Republican who is running to replace retiring Miami Republican rep... Uh, Ileana Ros Lahitan Lahitanen recounted her experience with ETs. Yes, during a 2009 television interview, she said, "Phone home." She described going up. Are you free? I'm free. Going up inside the spaceship though whether it went into space or just hovered around the town was left unclear. Yeah, she was probably eating magic mushrooms, for all we know. I went in. There were some round seats that were there. So aliens obviously have round bottoms too. I think that's important, don't you? It's important to know what the bottom, the bottom-torial um, capacity of aliens just might be. Well, you may, you may have a dinner party to invite them. You don't know whether the chairs will be suitable. You don't know whether, whether on the dinner table you should serve their food with cutlery, if they want to eat cutlery. 
or whether you should mush it up into a bowl and they might suck it up through some sort of proboscis. You don't know. These are the sorts of things that inter-alien inter species etiquette is needed. And this person here, if she doesn't succeed politically, could be the very person to help you with that. She described going up inside the spacecraft. I went in, there were some round seats, some quartz rocks that controlled the ship and people's wristwatches. Not like aeroplanes, not like aeroplanes. Oh no, Elron Hubbard. Don't lie to us and say that the spaceships were like DC-9s or whatever they were. Two separate videos. Two separate videos. Well, if they weren't separate, there wouldn't be two of them, would there? I mean, really. Two separate videos. Otherwise, they'd just be one long video, not two separate videos. Posted to YouTube years ago. One by local Spanish language station, America TV, 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 TV. And another by political critic with a username Doralgirl26, Rodriguez, oh, sorry, Doralgirl26. Rodriguez Aguilera spoke on television in detail about her extraterrestrial experiences. She said the alien beings reminded her of the famous statue in Rio de Janeiro. Christ the Redeemer with his arms outstretched. Jesus the astronaut, eh? Maybe we could pray to Jesus the astronaut that the space thing doesn't hit us. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you to land slightly over in that direction, please. Or on Kim Jong, Kim Jong Un, Un, Yun. Now, Jesus, if you found him naughty, and you probably have, then make it land on him. Among the things she said she found out from aliens were, and these are in dot point things, so this is important. There are 30,000 skulls, different from humans, in a cave in the Mediterranean, Mediterranean Isle of Malta. So are we to think that some cave dweller was like crazy for collecting alien skulls? Why would they all be there? The world's energy centre is Africa. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, though, would you? <laughs> Although maybe, like, its energy just sort of, like, leeches out of Africa and just goes to the decadent west. The Coral Island, a limestone tourist attraction south Miami-Dade, oh. is actually an ancient Egyptian pyramid. God is universal energy, which we could do with at the moment in Australia, seeing as we keep closing all those power stations down and no one, no one seems to have any sort of like natural alternative to them. We're going, we're going to pay people now not to switch on their air conditioners in the hot weather. I'm telling you, the police will be out policing all those shopping centres with all those old people cluttering up the doors. Did you ever see the original movie of the Day of the Dam, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead? where they held up in a shopping centre when and the zombies were all in there. Well, that's what it's like. That's what it's going to be like. I fully intend, as an old person, to take uh, total advantage of my local shopping centre, which, by the way, they're running bulldozers through our local one at the moment. They're about to make it mega and huge. 
She also said that the aliens had mentioned ISIS. What, the god of ISIS or the terrorist organisation? Oh, apparently she didn't... Here it is. She didn't clarify if they meant the terrorist organisation or the ancient Egyptian goddess. Boy, she's fucking whacked out of her skull, this one. UFOs. UFOs. What does the government know? Well, according to the Miami Herald, this is what they know. <coughs> what if the what are the politics of UFOs? Hillary Clinton said she believed in giving wide she did say that. I remember that. She said if I'm elected I'm going to give wider access to the government um records and stuff. But Old fake news got in, so that fucked up her chances, did you? Yes. Well, you're not going to find that out now. Apparently the Democrats are all fucking... Their underpants are turning brown because they're really scared she's going to... She's dug her heels in and she's determined to run again. And old Donald was saying, oh, well, please do. That's, that's my guaranteed second term. I wonder who she'll blame next time for losing. Uh, listen to what other presidents had to say. Hang on. Oh, listen to what other presidents had to say about aliens in Area 51. Yeah, and... Does, oh, here we go. The Miami Herald asked Rodriguez Aguilera about her experiences Friday. She responded with a statement that waxed astronomical, but sadly failed to mention close encounters of any kind. For years, people, including presidents like Ronald Reagan, probably after he had dementia, yeah, well, they, they, they saw a strange object. That was your wife, Ronald. Oh. Is that who he is? No, Ronald. Ronald Ra and Jimmy Carter and astronauts, astronauts. Yeah, didn't Jimmy Carter, he did, I remember that. He said... He did. I remember that. Him and Sammy Hagar have both been buzzed by crafts. I remember that. Jimmy Carter did. And no one had the heart to say anything bad about him because he's so loved. See, if Donald Trump said, Ah, oh, they were aliens, I tell you. Everyone, oh man, can you imagine it? They'd be running towards him with the straight jackets, all the people. There'd be people so pleased that finally we've impeached him because he's loopy. He said he's, he's dabbled with aliens. But he wouldn't do that. He'd build a big wall and keep them out, wouldn't he, really, when you think about it? But Jimmy Carter, on the other hand, is so loved that no one's going to say, oh, you stupid, daft old prick, because they love him. Because even at 90 years of age, he gets photographed building houses for poor people. And Jimmy Carter and astronauts have publicly claimed to have seen identified, unidentified flying objects. And scientists like Stephen Hawking, or Hawking's as it's mispronounced quite often, Hawking and institutions like the Vatican, when they can be bothered putting the altar boy down for more than five minutes to stare at something else, have stated there are billions of galaxies in the universe, hopefully some of them, with very full orphanages that people don't keep too much of a close eye on. And we can send some of our missionaries out there. <laughs> have said there are billions of galaxies in the and we're probably not alone. And it's never a wise idea to be alone with a member of the Catholic clergy. I think you will agree with that, isn't it? She said, I personally am a Christian 
and have a strong belief in God. Dolly Parton was talking about the other day. She said, I believe in love for everybody. I, I, I love Dolly Parton. I've got a lot of time for Dolly. She's a very, very fine songwriter, very fine musician, is Dolly. And um, were, she was talking about her, the thing on same-sex marriage. And she's, well, you know, I think love and... I might have said that in the last podcast, I don't know. It's not my job to judge. I believe in God, but I don't... I love Dolly Parton. And she's one of the few people, actually, whose plastic surgery actually doesn't look too bad. Because usually it's a fucking travesty. Speaking of E.T. <laughs> Ooh, there's some. Ooh, there's some bad plastic surgery. Most of it is bad. I join the a majority of Americans who believe there must be intelligent life in in the billions of planets. Fuck all on Earth, but in the billions of planets and the galaxies. We should have got Jim Palfreyman here. He would have known. Rodriguez Aguilera was a Doral councilwoman in 2012-14 and served as the city's first economic developer. She works as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur or an entre- and has taught leadership seminars in local universities. She declared her candidacy in late August and raised about $10,000 during the most recent fundraising quarter. She said, a paltry amount she attributed to uh, halting her campaign during Hurricane Irma. Rodriguez Aguilera's daughter is former Republican National Committee Hispanic Outreach Director. Fuck, that's a mouthful. Uh. Bettina Inclam Argan. Her son-in-law, Jared Argan. Sounds like Pauline Hanson a bit. Pauline, I noticed on that dreadful tabloid fucking program, normally the TV is well and truly switched off by the time a current affair comes on. But I had some extra dishes to do, and I was doing something, and I hadn't switched it off before joining the world of YouTube. And our little fascist Pauline Hanson wants to make it so that, you know all those call centres that call from overseas and pretend, like the one I pranked, pretend to be from the taxation department or the local police department, they tell you they're coming to get you and could you please send a thousand iTunes cards overseas? Point is, they can do make calls via the internet but hire a local number, which somehow they're not traceable. I don't get that. You can buy a local number so it looks like you're calling from a local number. But somehow our powers of be say, oh, there's no way of tracing them. Well, somebody must be fucking paying for the local number. But Pauline wants... Now, she's got no tech savvy whatsoever and this is totally probably impossible she wants to make it so that if any call comes like that it has a 666 in front of it she's like oh it is like the devil fuck she's a mental midget but anyway um which is sort of a good idea in principle because you can't be wrong all the time but i don't know if it's even possible to do that and then and then someone said even though when one of those calls comes through that it triggers a recorded message first that warns you that it's very likely to be a scammer. Hmm. Jared Argan is the vice president. Is vice president Mike Pence, deputy chief of staff. Pence, sorry, Pence. And we all know what an open forward thinker he is. See, that's the thing. Impeach Donald Trump all you like, but be very careful you don't end up with Mike Pence. 
out of the frying pan and into the fire, mate. Miami attorney Rick Yabor, a frequent political commentator in Spanish language media, said, he probably said it in Spanish, said on Friday that Rodriguez's Aguilera's account could hurt her congressional campaign. You think so? You don't know that. It might help her. Maybe the time has come for this for this um, information to get out. Yes, Mark Anthony Reed would agree with me. Miami, I should I should have contacted him and said, "Why don't you talk to me on Skype?" Because it would probably be fun to have have him on the show. Really, I don't care. I'm I'm not here to to bust people's things. Once upon a time, I I would have been. You know, now I'm not. I don't care now. I don't care. I, if people believe whatever you want, I don't care. Just as long as, you just, just long as you don't hurt. Well, no, fuck you. No, tell with you. Miami-Dade Commissioner Bruno Barrerio and former school board member Miami-Dade County Mayoral Candidate Raquel Re- uh, Regalado, 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 both far better known than Rodriguez Aguilera, are also running in the Republican primary. You know, you'd almost think that the Republicans are a bunch of fucking lunatics, wouldn't you? In a way, you don't... You sort of... You sort of expect this to come from... more. No, maybe you do expect it. I don't know. Being a politician to come out and say that it's... To say that it's odd, Yaba said. She got into details that are not very mainstream... And someone who's running for Congress, well, you've got to raise a lot of money. A donor might have second thoughts. Maybe. Miami politics are unusual, Yaba said, and this one takes it to a whole new level. All right. I think so. Nobody's watching on Facebook anymore, and I don't blame them. I'm going away now. Oh, now I can hear that talking in the background. 